hey guys, I'm about to go on the Wu-Tang list right now. So you're, you're talking to Project West, you're talking Beast the Butcher, aka owner of Versus Pro Wrestling, Versus Pro Studios. Catch me at uh, your local venue wrestling or yelling at you on the microphone. Um, I'm here drinking with Mo, and you're drinking at Mo's. All right, everybody, welcome to Drinking Mo's host, Big Mo here. Be sure YouTube, like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff, because that YouTube algorithm's a pain in the butt. We're on pretty much anywhere you can get your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify. Make the show on Anchor. Today, I am drinking, I got this on my Green Bay trip, Spotted Cow. It, pretty damn good beer, but... They don't sponsor me, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. But I have with me today, Wes Logan. How are you doing? I'm well, sir. How are you, Mom? Oh, I can't complain. I mean, I went up to Wisconsin with my dad for the Packer game. So, I mean, it would have been nice if they would have won. But, you know, I got to share my first ever game up there with my dad. So it wasn't a total loss. Well, my family is a bunch of Bears fans. So, I mean, I'm sorry that they lost while you were there, but I'm not sorry that they lost, if that helps. <laughs> yeah. No, I can, I can understand that. But, but uh, first question I usually like to lead off with is, what got you started as a fan? Because everybody's got their own story on that. Everybody in the business has... Uh, they started off as a fan. That's what got them in. And then what got you started, you know, make when you decided to make the leap into actually getting in there? Uh, Fan-wise, so, like, I've, I, I, technically I've always been into wrestling. But um, I remember specifically this one. It was Survivor Series in the 80s where um, Fuji was the manager for Powers of Pain and Demolition. And then the whole turnover and Fuji jumping with Powers of Pain at that time. That was the first experience that I had of wrestling. And that was the first time that, like, I got locked in. And then ever since then, it was just, it was, it was crazy. Like, um, I was, I was a fan. My brother and my dad were fans. And then, like, they slowly started weeding out of it. And I just, like, dug right into it. So, yeah, it's. Now they're starting to get back into it and understand, and like especially since I started working and like that, that's that's where their their trigger is. But yeah, it's it's been a long time. <laughs> um, for me, actually, like physically getting in. Um, for those that don't know, um, I'm in a heavy metal band called Death in Motion or Dim. Um, I had a couple friends that were in the business out here that I didn't know about, but like I've there was a guy named Kid Vegas. His name is Brian. Uh, I went to middle school with that dude and we used to play with wrestling figures and wrestle in my front yard and all that fun stuff together. Uh, well, he got involved and then there was this company called Future Stars of Wrestling out here in Las Vegas. <clears throat> um, they wanted my band to perform for one of their shows. So uh, I went down to, at the end, it was a Silver Nugget too. They're running there again, but I went down there and uh, met with uh, the owners there. And then I met with Michael Modis and The Godfather and uh, Michael Modest kind of gave me the hype up to like start jumping in. Now I started training when I was when I was 16, and the the company that was out here in the training facility that was out here wasn't the best. 
So uh, I wasn't really too fond of wanting to, to wrestle again, but like Mike said that my stature was there and that I already have a character, so I might as well just get, get in the ring. And like right after you get off stage, you go down there and beat somebody's ass. It'll be fucking great, brother. And I was like, <laughs> I was like okay, well, let, let me see what it's like. And at the time, it was in the backyard of uh, the owner's house. So like mm. that's in the backyard getting taught by Michael Modis. And like, like not everybody can say that, you know? Oh, yeah. So, that's how I got stuck. I got bit the first time I took my bump. So, mm. no, that, hey, can't complain there. I know uh, me with getting started as a fan, it was a lot of the, you know, larger than life guys back in the 80s that were born in 83. And, you know, back, oh, I was really the only fan in my family my immediate family anyways. But I remember, I think I was at my uncle's house or something, and I just saw, I'm one to say it was Hogan or Warrior. It was one of the two, and they were just, the way the crowd reacted, I'm like, holy crap, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and then I was hooked. I think my parents hoped I'd get out of it at some point, but right. here I am. Uh, oh, hell, I'm almost 40. I turned 40 in July and I'm still like head on into it. But that's awesome. I always got attracted to like the larger than life guys. My personal favorites that I actually got to see one time live, the, the Road Warriors, oh, they were my absolute favorites. Besides Stone Cold Steve Austin, they were the only people that I've seen live that were able to get me like. On my feet, just hyped up from the moment that, oh, what a rush. And then, like, clear to when they went to the back. Oh, yeah. Stone Cold and them, the only guys that ever did that to me. And I've just been hooked. But uh, one thing I was curious about that I wanted to ask is the origins of Beast the Butcher. Like, everybody everybody has the story of how their in-ring persona came about, and I wanted to hear about that. Well, my uh, in-ring persona was actually an on-stage persona first. I was was Beast when I was in the band first, and then I got got dug into uh, the wrestling field. So, ultimately, I already had the, the name and the character. I just didn't have the work rate. So, like being able to fine tune those things together. Like the more I developed myself as a wrestler, the more I developed myself as a performer on stage. And then it just all kind of came together. I don't want to say it was immediate because it definitely wasn't immediate, but uh, (laughs) after some time, (laughs) after some time, I got, I got a little bit more into my, uh, into my feels when it comes to the beast character. And I mean, you bring up, the, the band and how that kind of came into play there i mean kind of a natural fit when you already have it there you already have that part because i know a lot of people when they first get started out there's a lot of feeling out of you know how they're going to develop that in-ring persona and you know you already got half the battle out there so that was pretty cool how that worked out right right now uh keep in mind like 
as much as I wanted to wrestle band, my, my band was kind of like the, the starting point of my character. Um, that actually helped me with any kind of like wrestling stage fright, um, not worried about a crowd because I, I, I don't know if it was a, a defense mechanism or if it was a situation of where I just physically were able to tune it out. But for the band, I can only see a certain amount of people in front of me. You know what I mean? So that was, those are the people that I focused on. And when I needed a whole crowd, like to talk to a whole crowd, I was able to tune that back and then speak. It's kind of similar when it comes to wrestling. Like the only people that I'm caring about at the time are the people that are in the ring. But yeah. then like if I need that that fan base behind it, I'll focus on that for a quick second yeah. and I'm back to to that, that tunnel vision. So it's a weird little, little dynamic that I was able to develop to where I wasn't nervous wrestling. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I can totally understand because, you know, you already have that experience being in front of a crowd with the band kind of helping because I know a lot of people, I know some people getting started out here in my area, you know, it can be a little bit of a process getting over that stage fright. It like that first experience in front of the crowd, you might be a little like, holy shit, I'm actually doing this. Exactly. And, you know, when you get that, you know, we already have that experience with your band. And I can totally understand with, you know, when you're up on stage with your band, you know, only being able to see so much. I actually got to experience that one time kind of inadvertently. I went to a country music show here in my area and partway through the guy was like, where are my beer drinkers at? And I was just, just, Woo! and then he points at me. And before I know it, he's helping the security guys get me over the barricade and I'm shotgunning a beer on stage with him. And I'm like, I'm looking out. And I could literally only see like the first couple rows of people right mm -hmm. there at the barricade. So when you brought that up, I'm like, yep, I've, I've witnessed that. And I can't want to get in the road here, but yeah, no, totally relate. Haven't so much gotten experience with it on the, the wrestling aspect. I've done some of uh, my friends have had little spots they had me jump in with them for like help being kind of a de facto manager for a night or something right and right so i haven't you know in ring being in a match experienced it from that point but i can totally understand it up on okay. the stage but uh, one thing that's been kind of coming up with uh, the independent scene now is it's definitely booming. The crowds are getting larger. There's a lot of choices. When I know growing up in high school, early college, before I went into the Navy, you really had to go out looking for the independent shows. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's definitely exploded as of late, especially with services like 
IWTV, Fight TV, Pro Wrestling TV that I've actually been featured on before. But what is it like trying to find something to set yourself apart from just the whole independent landscape because there's so much to choose from that I can understand it might be somewhat of a for the lack of a better way to put it daunting task for not only wrestlers but promotions too because you got to find that thing to draw in the people well I mean like ultimately I'm not really focused on being significantly different um if you're focused on that you're just gonna fail um you yeah. just gotta have to be genuine like i think that's yeah. the, the main thing is that you, uh, being authentic and genuine it's not about being a character it's not about emulating this or trying to do that or i'm not trying to do any of those things i'm just trying to have fun wrestling and if i can have fun with my friends and wrestle let's do that like i i understand oh, that yeah. there's a part of the business where like there's a focus on maintaining the believability and yeah. maintaining the the kayfabe behind it. I'm I don't, I don't care anything about that. It's not it's not that's yeah. not my goal. My my perspective is that I go out there and have a good time and entertain people. And if that yeah. means being silly and being stupid, let's be, have fun. Be silly, be stupid. If that yeah. means like full on boss to the wall work rate wrestling, if that's what they want, then let's project that. But there's yeah. no one way to do things and there's no one way to focus on. I'm not I'm not focused on yeah. trying to do things like that. Um, the way I see it is kind of a uh, so. Just like the band situation back in the day, there was just there was Motown and then there was major record labels. And those are the people that you saw on your television. Those are the people that you went and saw in live crowds. But then yeah. there's also those little like those little bars that are going to have your bands at aren't really well known yeah. and you're going to have those that trickle of fan base well it's the same situation when it comes to now like you have your AEWs and your wwe's and that's fine your new japan's that's great but then you have all these bar shows that these bar okay. shows are going to project a lot stronger talent in certain aspects yeah in comparison to the wwe and the AEWs. like there's a lot of people that are on tv that probably should be on the independence and vice versa no, I I can I can agree. There's definitely You're not going to get it right all the time. Oh yeah, and the thing that I know draws people in for like myself and a lot of my friends, you know, you bring up being being genuine, and you can definitely tell from a fan perspective who is being genuine, who is like. Their in-ring persona, as they say with a lot of them, is the best ones are an extension of that person outside of wrestling. And you can definitely tell in the ring when that's happening. And, you know, that definitely helps out drawing in fans. The thing with promotions i see is a lot of them needing to find ways to set them apart and one promotion that i've seen with you that i've actually talked with somebody else about 
versus pro versus pro studios i talked to king croc where his episode is going to be getting released here soon but some of the videos he sent me where a lot of independent shows if you're there live you don't hear the commentary right and i was watching the video and i'm like holy shit i can actually feel like you know you can hear over like the actual speakers in the venue that like you can hear the commentary and that's definitely something that sets them apart i brought that up to him because i can imagine you get in some of these smaller venues and you know you have that and people can actually hear the commentary i can imagine being like a passerby and thinking holy what is that oh that looks exciting and that's the thing that i felt brought us into a different path than most i understand that a lot of people don't want a live commentary broadcast when they're so deep in the business there's a lot of people that are in the business that don't like it and i get it i understand why um i'm not placating to the people that already know about wrestling i want to placate to people that don't know about independent wrestling and that are casual fans of pro wrestling and when you're a casual fan Maybe nine times out of 10, you don't go to a, a, a live show. You just watch it on TV every once in a while. And on TV, there's commentary. That makes it exciting to certain people. When they go to a live show, there's a little bit of something missing, but there's so much that is going on that they're not really missing it. Yeah. You're going to get those casual fans are going to walk by a versus show and be like, oh man, this is insane because not only do they have this live action, but they have the commentary to, to that I'm watching it from home. I yeah. want them to feel that way. Nope, I I can understand that because when talking to him, it was like you like we mentioned, you don't normally see it. The promotions here in my area, you definitely don't hear it unless you're like watching on their streaming service. Right, right. And, you know, that definitely will bring in the, you know, the average fan that, like you said, might not necessarily, you know, have a brain fart on how to put it, but like you said, might just watch Raw or Dynamite every once in a while. Right. And then like, holy crap, the, oh, they actually, they're doing it here. But, uh. I've been noticing in the background there, and I like to talk about some non-wrestling related stuff. What what do you got in the back wall there? Because I know a lot of people that uh, like collecting wrestling figures. They like display it. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna take you on, on a little walk. I can't go too far because I don't want to lose my battery. But uh, no, no worries. Yeah, come check this out with me. Uh, so. Like, this is technically my gym area, but um, if you see, like, they got a, I got a whole bunch of displayed up there. Okay. Um, take a quick little wrap around, but that's all around the room there. Oh, and then, wow. uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is my project right now. I don't really have time to finish it, but, like, that's, like, the setup that we're trying to work on right now. Ooh. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of craziness going on in that area, but. Um, yeah, I'm working on it. It's it's getting there. I've been, we've moved into this house in April of last year, 
Um, yeah. And I'm just now like starting to get some downtime. It was like slowly during uh, the Christmas season that I had a yeah. few days off and I was able to work on some things like that. And then now like beginning of the year, we're like slammed again. So <laughs> I got to try to find those, those pieces where I can like get some downtime, breathe and use this as my meditation and try to fix something up in the house. But yeah, I'm working on it though. No, I can totally understand. I don't have my stuff set up quite like you do right now trying to get everything organized but I yeah. do mostly like I see I'm a fan of some of the YouTube creators that are like a little bit of everything wrestling you know Marvel and all that I'm mostly as far as action figures wrestling and Ninja Turtles okay I'm like Very cool. heavy into both Very I don't cool. have as much on the Ninja Turtle, I'm having to kind of rebuild, but I have been getting quite into the wrestling figure collecting. I have a handful of actually signed ones that I'm actually pretty proud of that I actually went to different places and got them signed, like Hangman Adam Page, Lance Archer. Um, I went to Sammy Callahan's promotion, uh, Wrestling Revolver, and actually got yeah. Rich Swan, Keith Lee, and Swerve nice. all that night. And definitely pretty proud of the little collection I've been getting put together. I'm trying to get my hand, like, the only person that I'm really trying to get multiples of and not necessarily ones of the same figure, but Stone Cold Steve Austin, I'm trying to get, like, whatever ones of him I can get my damn hands on. There you go. <laughs> nice. I, I got a pretty sweet uh, Ultimate Edition one where they got the, uh, the pretty nice, oh, not the winged, in, winged eagle belt but the one right after that the big circle one the big circle one yeah yeah I'm, I'm pretty happy with that one and i got oh i got a bunch of the figure protectors off of uh, uh ringside collectibles i was yeah yeah pulling a brain fart i, I love getting the the figure protectors off of there because and I, well, I really like actually, if I'm not getting them from a physical store, I like getting the figures from there because I know nine times out of 10, if I, whether I get the figure protector or not, they're going to be as mint as you possibly can get them from an online place. Uh, I But, uh, Ringside actually hooked me up with a pretty good deal. <laughs> um, I got I got like six figures. Two of them were the same figure, uh, but like a, a lot of them were like going for like five or like four to five dollars. Um, mm. Never really had that at a at a ringside before, but they they got me a pretty good deal on that one. I got walked away with some pretty good figures too. Yeah, I know. Oh, right around Christmas, and I haven't peeked on there lately, but I know around Christmas, New Year's time, they were really raking in some of the deals there. Some yeah. figures that 
normally like I'm wanting to say 20, 25 bucks, we're getting down to like 10 or below. It's like, yeah, yeah. Damn. Um, what would you say is one of your like, and I know narrowing them down might be a little difficult, but let's say uh, pick a few of your favorite ones that you have. Like wrestling figures in general? Yeah. Oh, so hold on one second. I'm, I'm biased to this one. 100%. Oh, okay. So this dude in Mexico um, makes a bunch of custom figures. Uh, on on, on uh, Instagram, he goes by Dog Crack. It's two Gs if you guys ever want to look up look him up. But um, he sent me a, a message one time, and I've never talked to this dude in my life, but it was a 3D mold in my head. I was like, oh, that's dope. Hmm. He's like, what's your address? So I was like, I'm not getting no random dude my address. I was like, but let's figure this out. He sends, sends me this. So that's the oh, piece man. of butcher figure. It's got a, its own vest and everything. Um, I don't know if you guys, if you're if you're into like Stranger Things or anything, but uh, they uh, they have this eleven figure that came out that had this mask on it, and this is one of the masks that I come out I come out to on top of this one. So I thought that was pretty dope. And then yeah. made this one for me. Um, oh, wow. A tag team called Affirmative Action with the Shade. And um, okay. they hooked us up with these two. Yeah, man, like, I got to be I gotta be honest. Like, these are my, my two favorite figures. He made me another Beast one, but this is my favorite one. Oh, yeah, those are both pretty sweet looking. Dang. Super detailed. He's got my tattoos and paint and craziness all over it. It's, I would have never thought that somebody would have that much interest in me and make another <laughs> figure. So, pretty dope. Oh, no, that totally. Like, wow. That, that first one you showed definitely pretty detailed for some a guy i get i hate to put it you know just making custom figures but yeah you know people are getting pretty good at making pretty detailed ones lately that one he's got a lot of really good ones too like he'll he'll take like brand new like AEW figures and make something that was completely different and insane i gotta so like this is kind of lame this is not wrestling figures but like these are the ones that are like my favorite right now i have these on my desk my jay and sound Pod. Yeah, I got these at uh, uh in San Diego at this place called Franken Sons. It's a big giant like warehouse that used to be like a mm. Costco, but uh, yeah, man, like that that place is awesome. Oh yeah, I'm uh, big. Well, I San Diego is a bit of uh, old stomping grounds for me. That's where I was stationed in the Navy. So oh, nice, nice. But uh, I want to get back down there pretty bad. S- some of my personal favorites, I don't have them. They're all down downstairs right now signed ones i'd probably have to say probably my keith lee one for like straight up wrestling ones i'm not well non-signed probably the target exclusive aew darby allen one with the the skateboard and the tnt title yeah i actually have that one up here too um i'm not really a, a big like I, I want like people to sign my things and i, I guess yeah. i'm weird like that uh but i got to i got gifted too um so i got a um really goofy looking rob van dam one like mm-hmm. i love the i love the 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 singlet it's like the uh, red singlet with the barbed wire on it it's my favorite singlet of his but his face is all wonky like 
mm. WWE did them wrong on that one. But that one signed. My friend gave that to me uh, for a, a Christmas gift. And then I got another uh, Lita figure that was mm. actually really cool that was signed. I'm not really the guy that's like going to grab my stuff and get them signed by anybody. I'm, I, I don't know what kind of fanatic I, I thought I was, but I'm just not that type of person. I, I just yeah. like collecting. Um, and for some reason, personal like, perspective, I feel like if I have them sign it, it's not as, um, it doesn't mean much to me. Mm. I don't get, my my brain works different. <laughs> it's so <laughs> weird. But like, yeah, like I like meeting these people and letting them know that I have these things, which is fucking weird too. But like um, being able to talk to guys like Rob and, and Matt and just be like, this is the stuff that I've had with you like since I was a kid, but I appreciate you guys' work. And then being able to work with these dudes later is just pretty dope. Oh, I can totally imagine. I'm I'm kind of like you with uh, getting uh, stuff signed. I'm not one unless I have duplicates taking them out of the packaging. Right. Duplicates, I might find an excuse for it if I get it. But I'm definitely but with that, I'm not the type that likes to uh, buy something signed. I like I like yeah. having the, the story behind, like, being hey, able to I, meet them and everything. Went, yeah, went and met this person. And then, like, <laughs> I do like to use the, when people ask, like, oh, do you, you got a certificate of authenticity or something? I'm like, pull up the picture, like, there. <laughs> yeah. That, that, <laughs> right when, or one of my favorite examples of that was a non-wrestling Funko Pop. I, a friend of mine invited me to this comic book shop here in town, here in Omaha. I'll plug them real quick. Uh, damn it. I'm, well, I was going to plug them, but I'm having a brain fart. <laughs> but they were having the guy, Jason David Frank. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Green Ranger. It, well, this was back in like September last year. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to buy one there. I'm going to find one, get it, because I know up there is going to be, you know, day of going to be marked up to shit. But I have that in a hard plastic case right now. But right after he signed it, there was still COVID protocols at the time. So I had to stand a little bit from him, but he was holding my fungal pop like they hold the morphin thing. Yeah. And people talk about, oh, you go to, I'm like, yeah, see, right there. He's holding it. Mm-hmm. He's even holding the thing. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, that that was a little crazy experience. They they ran the thing pretty well, but it was weird couple months later when all that went down with him yeah you know my friend and i were talking it's like holy crap i don't think i we've ever had this happen where we end up meeting somebody and then a couple months later they're gone yeah that's kind of what happened with us and um uh zeus or a tiny lister like when when we met him um it was around covid protocol time so he had his mask and everything he was being safe but he still wanted to meet fans and like he gave yeah. us a lot of love he was very nice very sweet um god fearing person too but like ultimately 
it was like two months later that he passed and it passed because of COVID complication. It's, it's rough, man. Super rough. Yeah, no, definitely. But you know, the memories of getting to meet somebody and, you know, having that story of getting to talk with them and that another cool little bit of a cool thing that I actually have in the hard case was he was giving away signed cards, like trading cards of the that movie that he was coming out with yeah that, were, yeah that was just finishing up that i mean i don't i haven't heard the current status of it or nothing but it sounded like things were pretty much where they could release it still so, i think that's still the plan so that's that's gonna be cool i got it in the hard case with the funko pod so nice getting to have them both in there together um well moving back into wrestling i have two categories that i like to round off the show with one name game i name off some people maybe a promotion and you give me your thoughts on first thing that pops in your head doesn't need to be an incredibly long thing or nothing but first one guy that I've actually talked to that's a part of things with him in, well, Ring of Honor. I've got those things slightly changing up now. Tony Khan has it, but Shane Taylor. Shane Taylor, yes. Shane Taylor Promotions. That is the... So I've had some really good conversations and, and interaction with Shane Taylor. He's probably one of the nicest people in, that, in the locker room of Ring of Honor. Um, the fact that he popped over, well, I don't know if he popped over to MLW recently, but I know Shane Taylor Promotions and uh, Big Bad Kaiju, another big dude that is very, very underrated. Um, they, they're they starting to take over some things, and I hope that we see Shane Taylor back in AEW soon. Um, gotta, gotta make sure that somebody's taking care of, of that dude because he needs to work. Definitely oh, yeah. needs to work. No, I'm totally with you there. I was actually... I actually released his episode here not too long ago, but uh, J.D. Griffey that was on that uh, was Death Before Dishonor show tagging with him as part of Shane Taylor promotions against Swerving Our Glory that I guess kind of, you know, we all know what happened with them. Right. uh, You know, I... Judging from that conversations with Dick J.D. Griffey, I have a pretty good feeling that we're going to be seeing Shane Taylor promotions. Maybe once they get the whole Ring of Honor TV situation or whether they figure it into AEW, I have a feeling when it comes to them, they're, they got something a receipt for a swerve when it comes to how things went down with Keith Lee there. I hope so. Cause Shane Taylor is a, is a, is a, is a treasure. I'll, I'll, I'll just leave it as a treasure because there's not a lot of people that are going to be like him, not his size, not his speed at his size and not his strength. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only person that's neck and neck with him is Keith. I, I would have to agree, you know, you don't see a lot of guys 
at his size, at Keith Lee's size, that can move around the way that they do. Like, I like to put them in with a lot of the, oh, big guys back growing up, like, uh, oh, Bam Bam Bigelow come. Bam Bam Bigelow comes to mind. Right, as, right. You know, a big guy that still okay. had that agility and athleticism that, you know, you wouldn't think a person of their size could move like that. Exactly. Yeah, he's insane. But so hopefully that, hopefully we see some here soon. I know, you know, we got Dynamite this week left, so I guess we'll see. Next up, tag team and you know these guys i'm a fan of tag team wrestling and these guys are right up there for me right now but the way these guys have gotten over what could be some pretty damn silly stuff the acclaimed okay like what some thoughts on them because like i like to bring up with them like how they got over something as silly sounding as scissor me daddy ass and getting the crowd chanting oh scissor me dad like the the way they got that over like holy shit <laughs> right so this is a weird perspective for me because i'm not a, i'm I, I i i'm a fan of the acclaim they're super funny i love max caster's raps even though a lot of people don't uh, oh, I, um, I, I think respectively, they're really good. I don't, they're not my favorite tag team, if that makes sense. So no. like, they're both athletic, they're both silly, they're both can get the crowd over. And I think that in respective roles as singles, I think that they would be, they would, they would shine pretty strong. But as far as I'm as a tag team, they made it work and they made it work well. They're just not mm -hmm. my favorite to watch. Un understandable you know i know like they're high up on my list but you know i do like to gravitate towards those that draw out that intensity the guys like a bit of an old school feeling like ftr and some other guys like that well oddly like as much as it seemed like a forced team I liked Keith and Swerve more than I liked Anthony and, and Max. And Max and Anthony have been working together for a long time and they make it work. They yeah. did, they, they were, they, they were given something that wasn't what they wanted and they yeah. worked with it. So I'm not sitting there, I don't want to knock them. I just like Keith and Swerve more. Ultimately, that was just that was just a stronger tag team for me. Um, I'm not knocking them as 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 a uh, as performers because they're great performers um, on all aspects. But if I had my booking pin, both of them would be in singles roles, possibly even against each other in a strong strong feud. But that's just my perspective. I, just one guy out of the million other promoters out there that I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> to, to make things adjusted is just how I feel. No, understandable, totally. Next up, another guy that I've I've had on my show, a guy there in Vegas, Remy Marcel, the 86er. <laughs> yes. Um 
if if we started this show talking about Remy, you would get tired of me talking about Remy because of how <laughs> much I have to say about I, I have no negative things to say about that dude. Like he was one of my first trainers out like Michael Modis. I, I, I put Michael Modis's name because he's the one that got me in the business in my perspective. And he's the one that put a lot of work into me. But if you want to you want to talk about somebody that's put equal or more work into me, it's it's gotta be Remy. Remy's done a lot for me inside and outside of the ring. Um, from working at FSW to Paragon Pro Wrestling and WC. Mm. Um I, I I just so many, so many cool things to say. He's so athletic, he's so fun to be around. Mm. He's just a good person. Um, he's a great trainer. Um yeah, I, I'd probably take another hour just talking about this dude, but like <laughs> Um, a lot of people don't give him the credit that he deserves. And I, I honestly think that if things were rewound a little bit different and the opportunities that are here now were there back then, that he'd probably be a top guy in some other body in somebody else's company right now. No, I, I can <laughs> definitely see that. I was awesome getting to have him on. I actually ran into him a few a few years ago now i'm trying to remember what year it was but he was doing some shows up in uh north dakota yeah 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 for uh i want to say it was fully loaded wrestling up there they they don't run anymore but they were doing a tag team centered show and it was up in fargo and i knew from some other friends that wrestled for them that I'm like, you know what, if they got a show like Fargo was a little bit more doable of a drive for me than let's say Minot with like mm-hmm. way up there. I, I think uh, Fargo was oh, trying to remember. It was somewhere between six and eight hours. I'm like, you know what? I've done eight hours by myself driving eight hours I can do but remember them there and then when I got this going he was one when I was looking into people on a national scale on like who can I possibly get on I remember running into him there I'm like man I want to look him up yeah yeah had him on it man it was it was pretty fun yeah Yeah, I completely agree with that man I love that guy Oh, yeah. He was awesome. Now, you, I did mention that I was possibly going to bring up a promotion. We've talked a little bit about FSW, but FSW. I was a little familiar with them when they had a, a bit of a working relationship with that fully loaded wrestling up in mm-hmm. North Dakota. What do you have to say about uh, FSW there? Great locker room. Everything I've heard about them, I would have to agree. They put that's, on some top-notch shows. Yeah, as far as the talent there, talent's, talent's great. Oh, yeah. Now, I have a bit of a random question around. Some might be wrestling-related, some might not be. I never really know what questions I'm going to put on until I literally start writing up my notes. The only one that I ever keep on 
each one that I do with everybody is my first and my last one. So first one, craziest in-match moment. <laughs> so uh, are you familiar with Simbody? Yes. So I got two revolving him. Okay. Uh, so me and, me and Sin were feuding for a while. And uh, we ended up having this uh, false count anywhere match. And we ended up on Boulder Highway, like wrestling in the street. Um, (laughs) And I I hate to pull down the curtain a little bit, but I went for a move. And that move was probably going to end up having me lose my leg and say, since save me from getting ran over in the street. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we ended up in a cactus. Uh, Yeah, it was it was it was a fun time. that was that was that was one, and then he has his promotion called Freak Show Wrestling. Ah, I've heard of it. Yeah, well, um, I was supposed to do a run in and beat up Sin. If you guys know anything about Guar, but uh, they've they've got this mm. gentleman that used to be a part of Guar called Techno Destructo. Well, Techno Destructo doesn't wear a lot of clothes when he wrestles, and it's 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 like October. It's freezing out here which doesn't it's not normal because it's never cold out here but it, it was freezing that day so he's wrestling sin and i go in for the save and techno's balls are just right in my face when i slide in the ring <laughs> yeah just i i the ball is where i'm at i'm at with this guy <laughs> so yeah I, I went in for the save but i had to dial back a little bit before i got you know too comfortable with techno oh boy yeah nope that i I love keeping this at the start because I love hearing the stories like yours there. I remember, you know, we talked a little bit about J.D. Griffey. I remember him telling me a story about uh, Keith Lee, him and Keith Lee on Independence somewhere, I, spacing off on where he said, but they actually, apparently Keith Lee's mom was even like all in on it, mm-hmm. but the he ended up they worked in him giving Keith Lee's mom like a diamond cutter. Oh no. And then they they were like they could see how the crowd was reacting. And oh, they're like, no. damn, we gotta get out of here. And like they had a thing where Keith Lee was gonna chase them around, and then they get around the corner and then here you see Keith Lee, but the, apparently the crowd was so hot, they saw the, cr- the whole shitload of the crowd running behind Keith Lee trying to get him. Oh, no. <laughs> That's all bad. And then I've heard some stories of people getting like, oh, one guy said that if it would have been one inch, like, the other way, he would have, like, gotten his ears sliced off. Yeah, man. I've, yeah. I've heard some crazy ones there. But uh, next one, dog or cat person? Uh, rather dogs. Um, my mom had seven cats when I lived with her. Mm. So big, big, like I'm not, I'm not against any animal by any means, but I just don't have them in my house for a specific reason. Mm. We ended up having to, uh, um, I guess the word is donate, even that's the worst word I can really think of. We had to donate our dog because our dog got aggressive with uh, with my wife. So that like, we had to shut that down. Uh, yeah. But ultimately, um, he's in a good home now. Um, that's good. 
I mean, he was in a good home here, but he just didn't really like it here. Apparently. So, uh, you don't want to get him in that crate, apparently. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd rather dogs more than anything else. Oh yeah, my my wife and I, I'm like either way, but uh, we have two English bulldogs and a Great Dane puppy that's like, oh, a giant already. Very, very much still the puppy stage, but eight eight weeks, twenty weeks. 20 weeks so yeah so he's big big already so yeah getting there not yet to the point where we have to worry about her drinking from the sink but that that time's <laughs> nice. coming we we had a great dane that was a couple years old that yeah i would have to every time we had him out would if there was any standing water in the sink i'd have to be watching out and being like I'd hear him lapping up the water, but like his name was Forrest. I'd be like, Forrest, get out of the sink. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was funny. But uh, next one favorite movie? Clerks. Okay, that, that makes sense with those two figures you had there. 100%. No? Okay, uh, another one of these two. This is my workstation. Okay. I don't know if you see that in the middle right there. Oh, okay, yep. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, I would people kind of teased me about it though, but Force Gump, literally mine. Like I've literally seen it so many times. They have the uh Bub Gump restaurants mm-hmm. that the servers ask you trivia questions about the movie at different points during your meal. You I can answer their questions before they're done asking them. Perfect. Perfect. Like they get part way through and they're like, oh yep. They're like, oh, you've seen the movie before. I'm like, yeah, I've lost count. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I think we run through it like three times a year. Like we were just watching it last week. So, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, Forrest Gump's a great movie. Not necessarily my favorite, but it's not something that like if I'm passing it and I pass it a couple times, that's definitely going on. If that makes sense. Oh no, totally, totally. I I've had times where I one of my past jobs i worked with youth at a alcohol re- drug rehab center and they'd have movie night movie days you know movie breaks away from school because they had a school there and one time shift change they were literally watching that and yeah, there you go i end up walking in and i don't know how well my impression of Forest Gump is. I've been told it's pretty good, but like I would literally walk in there after the shift change and partway through the movie, I start spouting off lines from the movie just as they're happening, like in the voice. And I just remember the look on all the kids' face, like, what the hell? Yeah, nice. <laughs> but yeah, I, oh, I've actually been to a handful of those restaurants, like, uh, one in particular that I remember was the weekend I graduated boot camp from the Navy. They had one on Navy Pier. I don't know if it's still there, but they had it. And I kid you not, I saw it. I'm like, I want to eat there. And then they have this bench. And then there's this guy literally dead rear Forrest Gump. 
Oh, wow. Like, I don't, I'm probably worked there or something, but good Lord, not only did he look like him, Sam did like him. And he just like, he looks over at me in my uniform because, you know, boot camp weekend, you have to wear the uniform. But he's like, thank you for serving out country. I'm like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, it's crazy. Next one, last but not least, the only other question that I like to have on every time, best advice for anybody wanting to get into wrestling? Don't do it. No. um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Just take care of yourself. Make sure that you're asking questions. You're being transparent. Um, you don't want to give all your cards out. Don't get me wrong. But like, if, if you're struggling with something, you got to express it. You can't hold that in. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt somebody else. Um, listen to your trainers, listen to the people that want to take care of you, understand the difference between people that are taking care of you and t- people are taking over on you. Um, yeah, just you gotta, t- you gotta listen to your body too. Like I don't do that. I, I, every time I'm hurt, I just run it. Uh, don't run it. Make sure you're taking care of yourself, going to the doctor, got your benefits, uh, don't sleep in your car. I don't care whoever has done that in the past. You don't need to do that. Um, but yeah, make sure you have health benefits for any like outside job that you have. Oh, yeah, no, that would definitely help because, you know, people think, you know, I hate to use the term fake, but, you know, that's often the term people use with professional wrestling. I like, I prefer the term predetermined. You know, the matches could be predetermined, but you get in that ring. I've taken some bumps in that ring, and even a simple fall in that damn ring hurts. Like, yeah, yeah. I re- I remember shortly after that 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 happened, I was walking funny for about a week after because I the yeah. amount of them that I took in there, I'm like, oh damn, oh damn, damn, damn. Well, I mean, I played football, like I played flag football for a long time. And I've, 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 you know, I've bruised my ribs a couple of times doing that. Um, I've uh, sprained my fingers playing basketball. I'm not a big basketball guy. Mm. Um, I've messed myself up doing like baseball and weird stuff like that. I've torn my ACL wrestling. Hey, I did me. Uh, I've torn my ACL wrestling. I had to have full like surgery off of that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so like it's, 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 it's a sport. No yeah. matter how, how entertaining, how predetermined it is, you're yeah. out there putting your body on the line every time. And you're putting your hand, your body in somebody else's hands all the time. So there's a trust factor, too. So oh, you, yeah. anybody can say it's fake all they want. I don't care if they say it's fake. When they say yeah. it's not hard, that's where it's a problem with me. Yeah, get in the ring with us for a couple times and you'll see how hard it is. Oh, I can totally understand you there. I remember sitting front row for a show and a guy took note. No fault of either of them, but they did relatively routine move and, you know, a high cross body off the top rope. And he landed a little high on the guy. And, you know, when they went back, the guy's neck just wrenched him. Oh, yeah. He, he wasn't moving for a while. Yeah. So, yeah. I, no, I, I like myself this. sliding into the ring before. So, like. You can get, I, I, I used to get hurt on the stupid stuff. Like I chopped somebody and sprained my finger or I slid in the ring and busted my knee and then it's mm. hurt for a month and a half. Like it's yeah. stupid stuff. But like when you get hurt off of like a real like wrestling move, 
yeah, it's a cool story, but it, it, it you might be in some in some bad shape and you have to go get checked out and probably get some surgery done. Like that, it's not a it's not a safe business, and people don't really understand that. Yeah, no, I and I like to point out stuff like that when you know people that I talk to that might not necessarily be fans, and you know, I've had people say, Oh, you know that's fake, right? And I'm like, um, let me show you this. And then I show them like a clip and they're like, oh, damn. I just show them an Avengers movie and tell them that it's fake too. So it's okay. Well, and there's, there's that too, because, you know, people talk about it being fake. I'm like, well, you know that, you know, the, the Avengers, we don't, we don't got somebody out there that's, you know, can, you know, whenever they get pissed off, they turn into this big green monster. You don't know that. You haven't met them yet. <laughs> Did, didn't I, I'll fit, yep okay I, I can, I can, I'll give you that, give you that. <laughs> I don't want to run into that guy but I'll yeah yeah hard pass I'll, I'll stay at home for that one <laughs> definitely <laughs> anyways that is about all I have um, where can people find you social media wise so if they don't already have their eyes on you they can go ahead and get them there I uh, don't really use Facebook all that much, but I do have Facebook Messenger if you want to reach out. I'm at West Logan. Um, all the other socials, Instagram, Twitter, whatever stupid stuff anybody else has, uh, go to at Beast Dim, B-E-A-S-T-D-I-M. Uh, you'll probably find me somewhere around there talking shit. So yeah, just hit me up. All righty. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to me tonight. And, you know, best of luck there in the upcoming shows. In the- getting your uh, collection there set up oh yeah fun hangs with you hopefully next time i see you we can have a beer together oh definitely you know you're welcome back anytime all right appreciate you man thank you all right everybody big mo here wanted to take a little break to welcome the sponsor reaper apparel they want to encourage everybody to break the mold Live your best life, live your best self, just break out of that comfort zone. Use code DRINKIN when you go place your order to get 10% off. Some great quality stuff, great quality people. Glad to be a part of the team. Let's fucking go.